Welcome to the Ashley and Jessicast. I started this podcast because of my love for Jessica and Ashley Simpson, but due to the support of my amazing listeners, I have been able to expand to other topics as well to feed my pop culture obsession and yours. Join me as we time travel through some of the most interesting figures in music, movies, TV, and beyond. I'm your host, Leah Russo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an emergency episode of the Ashley and Jessica I have never posted one of these on the public feed. I usually do this on Patreon. But this is just too big. I went to the VMAs. Okay, first of all, (laughs) can we talk? Because I went to the VMAs. Okay, so that's one thing. But of course, we also have to talk about the fact that the single that we all knew was coming, but we have to talk about how it was officially finally announced and we've gotten so many things from the guys in the last what is it 24 48 hours I don't even know anymore what's up y'all it's Leah I'm cutting in I'm, I'm interrupting myself to give you this new segment because the rest of this episode was recorded on Thursday September what, what whatever Thursday was what was Thursday looking at the calendar it was Thursday it was the 14th okay um <laughs> guys I really wanted to get it out Thursday or Friday and guess what happened? It's now Monday, September 18th and I didn't get it out because I have a crazy, crazy work schedule and I don't know what optimistic part of my brain was thinking that I was going to be able to get it out. Uh, I mean, my schedule's always busy, but weekends I'm the most busiest, so the most busiest. See, I'm not even speaking correct English. So... I just wanted to record another little segment because so much happened between Thursday and right now that I want this episode to be on the cutting edge of all the news and entertainment. First of all, we just found out that the guys are going to be on Hot Ones. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, take the wheel, all three of you, because this is not okay in the best way. (laughs) And what I mean by that is I'm going to need a sedative multiple drugs, alcohol, like I'm going to need old aged whiskey to get through this. I'm going to need the brandy that they were drinking when the Titanic went down to get through this. Okay. Like I, I just can't, it's just so fun to see sync on current shows and current pop culture stuff that didn't exist back when they were popular. I love Hot Ones. I'll literally watch anybody on Hot Ones. It does not matter who the celebrity is. I will watch anyone on it because it's just fun to watch somebody eat hot wings. And also the guy that does the questions is really good. I'm just so excited. I can't believe they're going to be on Hot Ones. And for those of you that think this is all just trolls and nothing else is happening outside of it, I mean, I don't know how this isn't proof for you guys. I don't get it at all. I don't know why so many people are still saying this is it. This is it. They wouldn't be going on hot ones that, you know, (laughs) like it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, so here's what happened since I recorded this. First of all, one of the funniest things ever, and I don't mean that in a rude way, but Chris was interviewed uh, for Harper's Bazaar, which I can't get over because does Chris look good? Yeah, he does. He looks 
great, you know, but I never thought much about the way he dressed after NSYNC, you know, in the group, obviously, they had those amazing Y2K fashions, some of which stand up today and some of which don't, but I just don't think of Chris as a fashion fashionista or a fashion expert, and it's just funny out of all five in the group that he, that he did this, I, I just think it's so funny. So when I posted it on my story, I was like, world-renowned fashion icons, Princess Diana, Victoria Beckham, Iman, Anna Winter, and Christopher Allen Kirkpatrick. He was talking about 90s uh, fashion, which it, it's appropriate. Like, again, I'm not saying Chris ever looks bad or he doesn't have a fashion sense, but it's just funny because Harper's Bazaar, you know, you normally have Hailey Bieber being like, this is what I wore on the red carpet with Justin. You know, it's not usually Chris Kirkpatrick so that was amazing I'm here for any and all promo you guys I don't care what it is I am just so happy that publications are even talking to NSYNC I just think that's amazing that hasn't happened in so long so whatever it is I love that I also posted something I was thinking about which was that I find it fascinating that none of their spouses were in any photos it doesn't seem like they were at the VMAs. They weren't in Candids with them. It seems like they all stayed home. I remember someone saying that Michael was there, but then apparently he did a live where he said that he was watching it with the twins. So that's fascinating to me because obviously one of the spouses, Jessica Biel, is, is a celebrity in her own right. And then the rest of the wives or girlfriends because joey didn't get remarried right to his new or new ish partner whatever the the wives girlfriends and husband <laughs> were not there at all and to me that was very pointed it was giving back in the day when they didn't want us to know that they had girlfriends because they're supposed to look desirable like we could maybe get them someday. And I know now we're all grown up and we know that they're all taken and whatever. But I just found it extra interesting because JC's girlfriend seems to always be right there by his side. I mean, when I met him, she was standing right there. And the rest of them, yeah, they have their own lives and they have children and everything. It's not like I think they have to be attached at the hip to their men. But at the same time, this is a big deal. This is the group reuniting. So I would think as a spouse, you would want to be there so badly just to support and witness that. So I find it hard to believe that all five out of five spouses were not available or able to come. I think that it was very pointed. They didn't want any distractions in these pictures. They didn't want, oh, look at Jessica Biel's beautiful dress or, oh, is that JC's girlfriend? She's beautiful. Are they married? Like no questions, nothing outside of the group. Nothing like, oh, you're a family man now. Nope. This is about the group. And that really, to me, again, just solidifies that this is not just some fun little trolls thing. Because if it was more geared toward toward uh, trolls and promoting trolls in this kind of undercover way because of the strike, then I think their kids would be involved, right? Because it's a family movie. So I think maybe we would see some one of the kids or something on the red carpet and being like, oh, I'm so proud of my dad. That kind of stuff, celebrities do that kind of stuff all the time when they have a kid's movie coming out. You know, they their own kids are part of the promotion, which, you know... <laughs> It could be critiqued. Could could you could say a few things about that? But that didn't happen here, obviously. And then 
Lance posted something that almost killed me and I will be contacting uh, him through my attorney because I almost passed out. He posted this video of how, you know, he thought he would have a unique suit at the VMAs by choosing blue and then JC <laughs> showed up in his perfect, perfect powder blue. I don't know if you call it powder blue. It's a little, a little more blue than powder blue. It's a little darker than baby blue. I don't know. Is it um, is it periwinkle? I don't know. But JC's suit was my favorite. Obviously, JC looked the best to me, but that is always the case. And then, you know, they showed that little clip of him standing by the window, kind of adjusting his jacket. And we all passed out. I mean, we're all like feral little animals or something because NSYNC is back. It's just, it's so funny. I feel so young. Like, I, I, I've... I don't particularly feel old anyway. Like I hate all these memes that are like millennials at the NSYNC reunion and it's like an old person bending over. I'm like, I feel great. Like I feel like I'm just getting started in life. And if anything, now I have my own money. Whereas when I was younger, I was like broke as fuck and could barely afford concert tickets. And, uh, you know, now it's not much better because the price has gone up so freaking much. But at least I can, you know, get tickets to a tour without... Uh, freaking out over my finances but yeah then we got this video of TMZ interviewing JC which I do think this was set up I think he knew that they were coming and I'm not saying that in any type of oh you know they're so fake or he's fake it's completely fine I want them to be setting things up for promotion I want them to be out there but I love JC so much because he has this way of like half communicating with the paparazzo and being polite while also being short which I think is it's such an important skill because a lot of celebrities would come off as much more irritated and and therefore would come off worse but JC is able to be short and polite at the same time and I also died at the end when the paparazzo was like bye 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 but the thing is JC here being as agreeable and responsive as he was, which wasn't super a lot, but to me, that's that's just as good as JC saying, of course, we're reuniting. It's official <laughs> because if you know JC, you know that over the years, he's been one of the first to say, like, anytime he's interviewed, he's like, it's just not going to happen. We're not getting back together. He'll be honest, you know, and I mean, he doesn't say we're never going to do it, but he'll say, no, there's nothing planned, you know? He's just very direct in that sense. And I respect that because I don't want false hope. So when nothing is happening, tell us nothing is happening. But they're not going to say that because something is happening. Then Johnny Wright posted a picture of NSYNC and all the individual managers and the group manager as well and just the the team. And I was so, I mean, gosh, what is the opposite of disheartened? Heartened? Encouraged? It's just so exciting that there is a team in sync. Like, that's crazy. It's 2023. Why is there a team in sync? Because because magic is real? I mean, that is my <laughs> estimation. So then, finally, last night. Was it last night? I, I have no... Guys, literally, I had the most stressful day of my entire career yesterday, I think, doing my current job. So love that. That's tons of fun where I'm still recovering we're still recovering today is just a lot so of course and I'm I'm taking time to record another in sync segment you know priorities anyways so 
Lance posted this little clip of him and Joey in Christmas pajamas. There's a wreath on the wall behind them. They're like knocking on a door and they have gifts and everything. And they're like, hey, boys, we're here. Actually, let me just I have it right here. Let me just play it. I'm sure you've already heard it, but you probably want to hear it again because you have taste. Hello. Hey, boys, we're here. We brought pie. I mean, come on. Did that not make your day, week, month, year, life? So one of the sources that I have that has been giving me tips and information on what NSYNC is doing, a while back now, I want to say, I mean, not that long, but it was around the time that the casting went out. I was told that that casting had something to do with a 25th anniversary project celebrating Home for Christmas. And at first I didn't really believe it because not that I don't trust my sources. I do. Some I trust more than others. But it just, I mean, yes, I love Home for Christmas. Trust me. I, you guys know from my JC episode where I, I talked about that. I think it's one of the greatest Christmas albums of any generation, really. I love it. But I was thinking, is it really that big of a deal that there's, a 25th anniversary big celebration going on and I guess yes because of this video but also the day after I heard that from a source I talked to somebody else in the know about it and they were like oh no no no, that makes sense like I did hear something about that and then Melinda posted a picture of a plane and she hashtagged it it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas so then I was like oh shit like it's crazy when your sources tell you something and yes you believe it if you trust those people but at the same time it's it's in sync and it's just kind of hard to believe that anything is happening and it's just so amazing that I hear these things and I'm like I don't know and then someone from their team posts a clue and you're like oh my god <laughs> it's true so yeah I posted on my story last night that I had heard from a source because I mean I felt like it was okay to reveal a little bit I can't say any more I can't say exactly what it is I don't even know exactly what it is like I have a little uh, info but not much so I'm like I said I can't say but I'm so excited because I mean, obviously, why I don't have to explain why I'm excited anything with NSYNC, I'm excited. But I love that Christmas album so much. And I know so many of us do. You guys know one of my all-time favorite NSYNC songs, You Don't Have to Be Alone. My favorite JC performance from the intimate holiday special. So go back and watch that. And I just can't wait for them to finally to announce what it is because this this clue was enough that I was like okay I can tell people that I heard something pertaining to this not exactly what it is but just something pertaining to this just to uh help give fans some more faith and everything because a lot of people it's funny a lot of people have thanked me just random people I've never met have thanked me for the little clues and hints that I give instead of being mad at me that I'm not giving more which is you know far and few between but I have gotten a few comments like that there are people that just say thank you so much for putting this stuff out there because you're making the hope come alive and you're making me feel better about the fact that something is happening because I do listen to your podcast and I and I do know that you are a true fan and you're passionate and you wouldn't just say 
random stuff and rile everybody up for no reason. So I really appreciate those of you who know that about me and know that I am the real deal here and I am just so excited. I also have to mention Joey was at 90s Con this weekend. I know a lot of you guys were there. He was the only NSYNC member that appeared, but dozens and dozens of amazing 90s stars were there. And he was asked at a panel, Joey was asked about the reunion, obviously. And uh, I have it right here. So again, I might as well play it. This is not a clip I'm like editing in during editing. I'm literally just going to play this into the microphone. So I'm sorry if it's not perfect. Uh, can't really talk much about that, but... MTV Awards was really cool. It was fun being back with the guys again, getting together. It was surreal in the sense of we kind of just like snap back with each other. Just literally just kind of fell into place and fell in, in line, so to say, of, of how we are. Not so much in the doing stupid. Yes, but it's just saying. I mean, that's what it is. So yeah, NSYNC, I can say that. But yeah, we're excited for, 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 for NSYNC to come out with a song, uh, crazy enough to say after 25 years. not know if there is a tour <laughs> but obviously things are coming in in, in things hopefully if obviously if the fans want it that much yes. yell, at the, yell at the record company yell at sony yell at rca yell at them to see that they need an nsync help because obviously uh justin's gonna be coming out with his album so he's gonna be probably doing a tour so i'm sure he's doing that and then we're gonna hopefully cross our fingers can't promise but hopefully do something together we're gonna we're gonna honestly get together Let's see what happens. Again, this is something just to see what happens if people really want that. And when the music came out, trust me, you're being heard. We hear you. So thank you guys for seriously being with us. I know they've been doing touring and stuff like that. So thank you guys for, for sticking with us, even though we haven't anything new. And, you know, we're doing stuff. And hopefully we'll get out there together with the five of us. So thank you. All right. So that was Joey basically saying, you need to get loud if you want an NSYNC tour. Because... Uh, and look, I've been saying this, you guys. I have been telling all of you and all across the internet, I've been telling people this. And I even say it in this episode to a certain extent. Post about NSYNC. Post positively. Don't let them see anything negative. If you have something negative to say, don't tag them. Don't post it publicly. Say it in your group chats, whatever. Write to Sony. Write to RCA. Get on TikTok, use the sound, use the sound on Instagram, engage as much as you can with all things in sync. Anytime they're on something like Hot Ones, go, leave comments, talk about how much you love that they're out there because I'm telling you, the more fans that show up and are engaging and using the sounds and talking positively and tagging the group and the record label and all of that kind of stuff, the more likely we are to get bigger things and even the sky's the limit if this song shoots to number one you will be shocked at how quickly things will suddenly come together because the label will offer them so much money that they won't be able to say no even Mr. Joshua Scotch is a wonderful artiste who does nothing for money I'm telling you they would do it because this isn't just for money for them they do all five consider each other brothers they have forgiven any arguments and things that happened back in the day there are so many fans that hold a grudge against Justin or JC or Chris or who or whatever and it's silly because they don't hold these grudges anymore they love each other they're happy they want to do something but it just has to be the right time it has to align perfectly 
I've been saying since the beginning that they were going to get together for the 30th anniversary of the group in 2025. So here's what we have to do from now until then. We have to assemble. We can make this happen. We made them the fastest selling artists of all time when we were little kids. If we can do that, we can do this, okay? So I'm going to continue to share different ways that you can help this initiative. Mission in Sync is on it. That's where who I just played this clip from. So I want to give them credit. Make sure you follow Mission underscore in sync on Instagram. I know they're on Twitter and uh, other platforms as well. If you want this, get involved in the fandom as much as you can. Only positivity and passion. And we will get more and more and more from the group. So... The sky's the limit, guys. I'm so excited. Now let's get into the rest of the episode. Everything after right now was recorded on Thursday, September 14th, just to remind you guys. Thanks so much for listening. I have lost track of time. I am in another dimension. I'm floating on a cloud. And I have been since noon on Sunday. I mean, basically for the past month when I started hearing things from my sources and little pieces of tea and info and stuff and I'm going to talk more about that at the end actually but as far as Sunday when I found out officially from one of my sources that the guys would in fact be making an appearance at the VMAs I have been like I was literally for all of Sunday and all of Monday I was in this state of huge anxiety like I literally had chest pain in a good way though (laughs) like I don't know how to explain it (laughs) that sounds like an oxymoron to say it was pain in a good way it wasn't like bad pain but it was just like that feeling of excitement like that you're gonna burst and you don't know what to do and you have to like you just want to explode and it just did not go away for a really long time like if I had felt that way out of the blue I probably would have gone to the hospital like that's how excited I was and I I mean, I'm someone you guys know. I mean, my listeners know more than anyone. I am the most passionate, crazy, obnoxious fangirl. Like, I get really excited about the smallest thing, you know? But this was something that us NSYNC fans had been waiting for for so long. And I just, I think it all just hit me at once. And I just could not believe basically this entire situation. It's unbelievable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to talk about the new song in a minute, but one thing that I just can't get over and I just can't believe is that I've had this podcast now for almost three years and I had wanted to work on a JC series. I had wanted him to be the next subject after Lindsay Lohan for a really long time, like for at least six months or more before I actually launched the series. I was thinking about it and then I started doing research in February of this year Prior to that, I was very much an instinct fan over the years. Like many of you, I never gave up on a reunion. I never stopped hoping and thinking that they would. And basically, my thought was, 
I know that they're going to do something in 2025 because that is the 30th anniversary of the group. So am I, when I say I know, I don't mean that I had a source or anything like that. I just meant, in my opinion, that made complete sense to me. How could they not acknowledge that? Like, I think they would have to acknowledge that in a way that was bigger than just a post on social media or something, right? I didn't think it would be a tour necessarily or anything huge like our biggest dreams of what they would do, but I definitely thought they would get together and do something. I was thinking that that was how long we would have to wait for a reunion. But since February, I just immersed myself so much in everything in sync. And I thought about them more and I listened to them more than I had since they were popular. Like I said, over the years, I still listened to them. I was still a fan. I still kept up with the guys and wished something would happen. And then when something did happen, you know, there are very few little reunions over the years. Obviously, it was such a thrill. But... Instinct wasn't a part of my like every single daily life and I wasn't in the fandom at all. Like my love of them kind of just existed in my own world because most of my real life friends didn't care about them anymore. I mean, maybe they would listen to them from time to time, but it, it wasn't like they were actively fans the way that so many people are now that I've done my series. I've you, So many of you guys have found me and I have to say that Instinct fans are some of the most passionate, smartest, they know everything. Like it's amazing how many people contacted me, even just when my first episode about JC dropped to share all kinds of like links and pictures and spreadsheets and videos and things that aren't posted. And you guys are such amazing fans. Like NSYNC is so lucky to have you as fans. I'm not kidding. I really mean that. I really think that you guys are so, so dedicated, especially because we've gotten nothing <laughs> for so long. So there's a lot of people out there that jumped ship. Obviously, they were the biggest group in the world. And all those people do not still listen to them every single day the way that a lot of fans do. And so I was just really impressed and really... I don't know the word like it just made me emotional to get so much response from fans and how kind everyone was to me and how people were thanking me so much for doing thorough research on JC and like really examining and exploring his journey and not just reporting on the stuff that everybody knows off the top of their head or whatever like really going in depth and I appreciated that so much from you guys and I'm so grateful not only to the new fans that have come on, um, like the new listeners, but the listeners of mine that have been here since the beginning that were attracted to my podcast when it was just about Jessica and Ashley and then I expanded to more topics and I feel like it only got better, you know, and it only it only got bigger and more listeners and I just am so grateful because the way that this is all unfolded it's just so much fun being in the NSYNC fandom. Being in the fandom now and getting to experience this moment with all of you around me has just been the most fun. It's so exciting to share it with you guys. And I also feel like this process of doing so much research, because even though the, the focus is JC, of course I had to dive back into NSYNC as a full group. And that includes watching and reading and listening to 
all interviews. I mean, I actually think that I have heard, seen, and read every NSYNC interview available on the internet. Even solo interviews with all the guys, like with the exception of Justin, because Justin's solo interviews are very much about him. They don't act like he doesn't talk about NSYNC in a lot of interviews. And the few that he has, they're easy to find because it was like a big deal when he talked about the group. But the other four guys, I mean, since the group's hiatus, which is now over, oh my God, uh, every single interview they do, they're asked about NSYNC. So I had to go back and like just really go deep and listen to them constantly and and form new opinions about their music and look at it from an adult perspective now that like I've studied music and I've just had more life experience you know like all wonderful art it changes with you though it is one stagnant piece that was finished at a certain point in time when you change it changes and that is something that I've experienced and I think because I haven't been this deep into NSYNC since I was a kid and they were really popular, I feel so connected to my childhood self. And this might be a little too like woo-woo spiritual or like therapy talk for some people, but there's this concept of your inner child that a lot of people work on to deal with their mental health or just even if you don't have any mental health issues or anything like that, just to heal something inside of you because a lot of us go through things in our childhoods and you know if you're in therapy a lot of the time like if you have something from your childhood that that was painful it's like as an adult you can go back and in your mind and like heal your inner child and like talk to your inner child and like if your parents got divorced or something you got bullied in school or even something that's much more severe you can as an adult like do these exercises to kind of heal your inner child and I wasn't even trying to do that but I kind of feel like I have done that in a way like I've connected with her in a way that I don't think I would have without doing this series and it's just so crazy because before this I always knew how much NSYNC impacted me and inspired me as a kid and I and but I don't think I realized how much of an impact they had on me especially seeing their tours like as much as I loved everything about them getting to see the pop odyssey tour twice and the celebrity tour once I think was very 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 formative for me and so connecting with that little girl who stood in that crowd with her eyes wide and her mouth open just dancing with wild abandon and just overwhelmed by all of the amazing imagery and the colors and the dance moves and their energy and their amazing harmonies and and everything it just I really feel connected to that person and one thing that I've said for years is like if your childhood self would be proud of who you are today then you're doing well and that's something that I've always tried to honor like when I was a kid I wanted to be an entertainer I was interested in everything show business more than anything in the world I wasn't into any sports I wasn't like I I literally was only being an entertainer and consuming entertainment that was my thing it's been my thing forever and that's it this has just helped me realize how much NSYNC has had an impact on me as a performer and entertainer and artist with this song coming out and the hiatus officially being over 
I feel like a lot of people are going to relate to what I'm about to say. And at first I wasn't going to go this deep in this episode. I was just going to make it a fun episode where I talk about the VMAs and the song and everything and give my opinions. But I really think like based on conversations that I've had with other people, like for us, for the Big Sync fans, this is not just like a fun, happy thing. This is like a deep emotional thing because they were so big, but it was like a shooting star you know, it's like by the time you you see its beauty, it's gone. Many of us were at a very young, impressionable age where our brains are sponges. And just when things got so, so good, the group was over. And when you're a kid and you love something so intensely and you're just obsessed with this group and and you love the music so much and you go to the concerts and everything and then it's just gone, I think that's definitely... I mean, it's not like scarring in the way that some more serious issues are, but I think it definitely, to see them back, it it's like we're all right back there at that age that we were when they were big. Is anyone else feeling that? Like, I just feel so connected to that person and I didn't even, it's just amazing. Like, that's why I love working on projects and expressing myself creatively through this podcast or any of other projects is because you enter into it having no idea where it's going to lead you as a person. One thing that I am just still so stunned by and I cannot accept it in the best way, like I can't believe it. Every time it occurs to me again or every time somebody brings it up, I just don't know what to say. I'm so stunned that it's been 22 years since NSYNC released music and... This year in 2023 is when I decided to dive back into the whole thing and then suddenly they're back. I mean, look, I know my podcast is nowhere near big enough to like influence anything like this. So if you're listening for the first time, please don't think I'm implying that me doing my JC series had any <laughs> impact. I mean, I know how JC is. He's very modest. He's uh, not really into himself. I don't think he goes online and searches J.C. Chazay and tries to find podcasts about himself. And if he did, he probably wouldn't listen to it. So I never expected to like connect with him because of this or the group or be noticed by anybody. Like I thought this was all shut down for the time being. And I was doing this because I just love J.C. And I just never stopped loving sync And... I just wanted to do it and I couldn't have picked a better time in the past 22 years to do it like it's it's insane to me the timing and I've literally had friends because some of my um off the internet friends that have known me a while you know we get together we catch up we talk about all the stuff we're working on and, and everything so I've been talking about in sync now with my friends for most of the year and so many of them have have said to me like wait, did you know that they were coming back? Like, I don't remember you saying that. Or, you know, oh, it was really smart of you to to position yourself this way with your podcast. Like, that's great promo for your podcast that you're doing this series when NSYNC is back. Like, you know, good thinking. And I'm like, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm like, I literally just, there's just something in me that I just really wanted to do a JC series now. And I I feel so lucky with the timing because... I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. I I cannot, I cannot believe it. <laughs> and just how lucky I've been with seeing JC sing in such an intimate setting and having time almost alone with him. I mean, literally, I said in my episode 
you know, it was me, him, Callie, and Jen, his girlfriend. That was it. There was nobody else standing around. And I went to the VMAs the other night and it was everything was so top secret and locked up and like there were was no access to the guys at all except for seeing them on stage and it it just reminded me like how lucky and blessed I was to that I just happened to be there in California that week that he happened to be doing his first solo show which it wasn't his show but it was the closest thing we've gotten to a solo show in 20 almost 20 years like since he did a the schizophrenic tour right I mean I just can't believe my luck. I feel like I I mean not to make this about me, but I'm just like shook by my own like timing. I'm I'm just amazed and so grateful to all of you guys again, not just um the Instinct fans, but my listeners from the beginning who encouraged me and I'm just so thankful for your support cuz like I said in that in that JC episode about me meeting him and stuff, I would not have known about that if I wasn't in the fandom. Okay, and again, special thanks to Anna from This Must Be Pop for (laughs) making sure that I knew about that while I was in California and I was trying to stay off my phone. Everybody go listen to that podcast, okay? I mean, it just, I'm still in shock. And so I just wanted to express my gratitude to all of you because it's just blowing my mind. And this has been a wonderful journey and I feel like I'm getting to know myself better. And in a way, like when this song was released last night, I just felt like, how is this something that has not happened in in 22 years? Like, I can't believe it. It, In some ways, it feels like yesterday. In some ways, it feels like a lifetime ago because almost everything in my life is different than it was in 2001, 2002. There are a few constants, but not many. And it's like, how many of us care about something still that we cared about when we were that age? Usually, you outgrow your childhood interests. But sync is something that is so wonderful and truly artistically great, despite being written off by many people as like this silly manufactured group, that I have grown with it as an adult, as I've said. But in a way, getting spiritual again, I feel like none of it's luck and I feel like it was all meant to be. And and this isn't a coincidence. And I, I just feel very, I, I'm in a good place, guys. I'm in a good position and I'm just very happy. So um, let's get to the song. I love it. (laughs) Now that we can finally hear JC solo, I love the song so much more. But honestly, from the time that we first heard it, when that marionettes thing happened, which by the way, I think was a brilliant and very respectful way to handle all of this, because as I'm sure all, if most, if not all of you know, when the strike started, everyone had concerns, but I know that everyone, including the guys, did not think it was going to last this long. I mean, my agent said that it would be over around Labor Day. Cut to after Labor Day, <laughs> and we're all on the couch. You know, we're we, we not allowed to work. So it's it's just really, really unfortunate timing. So to go from this uh, this conversation about how amazing this timing is for me and this podcast, <laughs> but it's also horrible timing for us as fans and in sync because of the strike and I really think that in sync has been doing an amazing job of being respectful I mean especially like Lance because we all know I love him how passionate he's been for so long about the reunion and every interview I've watched every Lance interview like I love him <laughs> and I think Lance is officially my second favorite member of the group behind JC like nobody could ever beat Joshua but 
I, I love Lance so much. Oh my God. But I just think about how his little heart must have been bursting this whole time, not able to say anything. And you know what else I keep thinking about, which is killing me, is that when I met JC and I, I, I compared him, I, I, well, I compared Instinct to Taylor Swift and I talked about that, that whole situation with how the Eras tour reminds me of the Pop Odyssey tour and the sensationalism around her and the fandom. I was like, I feel like a lot of groups singers whatever don't have that kind of pandemonium around them like she has but you guys had that you know and I remember him giving me this like little smirk right before he said like well she's doing it you know like she's really she's really going there like she's got it and I thought at the time it was just him being cute but I think that that smirk was like girl (laughs) you don't even know what's coming in that moment, he knew all of my dreams as an Instinct fan were about to come true. And Callie and I at that time were the only fans there. There are more fans that came a little later for the show, but we were literally the only fans there for him at the time. And so he must have known we were huge fans because first of all, how did we even know about this? Second of all, we showed up and there was no one else there. So he must have been thinking, oh my God, these girls are about to get this surprise of their lives or the surprise of two decades right I mean it's just so funny to think that he knew that information but of course he couldn't say anything I forgive you JC for not telling us of course we would have died anyway it was already way too exciting to just see you and hear you sing so I'm actually thankful that that news was spaced away from that uh but it's just so crazy to think about the guys not being able to say anything all these months and all their promotional and tour appearances like People keep acting like Chris and Joey are not busy for some reason, which is insane. I'm like, Chris and Joey are constantly performing. Hello, have you heard of Joey, Fatone and Friends? Have you heard of the Pop 2000 tour? I mean, they stay so busy. Like, I hate when people act like Justin is the only member of the group that's busy. Lance went to, he, he became a cosmonaut after the group, okay? And you're telling me that the rest of the the group is not busy like I'm I mean they have all achieved a lot and they have all worked so hard and carved out spaces for themselves in the industry and they've all done so well and I just can't imagine how many fans they've met the past few months and everything like that and not being able to say anything and people asking them because you know I mean Chris said in this interview the other day the morning after the VMAs he said you know every interview I've done since the group ended it's been when are you getting back together and that is true that is literally I have listened to them all that is true and finally the answer was yes but he couldn't say it I mean can you imagine how much they've been bursting like it's just insane and I really commend them for being so respectful of the strike especially because I bet they understand on a on a deeper level because there was nobody there to protect them from Lou Perlman you know there was no union for young groups starting out to demand rights for them and if there had been then they would have been protected from Lou and there would have been a better contract and there would have been all these measures put in place to make sure that the payment was fair and the treatment was fair and all of that I think NSYNC knows like we we can't we cannot cross this picket line at all. And I think the marionettes were a very, very brilliant way because they knew that their fans were dying for it. And they knew that if they went through Bob Barker, who, or not Bob Barker. <laughs> Why does Bob Barker keep coming up? Um, RIP, by the way. Uh, Bob Baker is his name, the creator of the marionette dolls. 
I think they knew that by going through Bob that only us, like only the big fans would know what was happening. The media wouldn't pick up on it. It's not like Access Hollywood would show up for the marionette doll performance. They knew that it would just be us fans that are constantly checking social media for information, clues, anything. They did that for us. You know, they wanted to give us something, but they couldn't announce it. They couldn't post it on their own Instagrams because that would be kind of considered promoting trolls, right? The fact that they've been so respectful, I think, just really shows what awesome, decent guys they are. I am wondering now, though, like, how do they proceed? Because because I've also heard from sources that they, they have things planned outside of trolls, right? There's all of these moving parts, like there's so many things involved with this. And then there was that casting that we were all really confused about, which I didn't get picked for, by the way. And I, I had been thinking that it was in L.A. I was sad when I found out it was in New York because I was like, it's right here and I can't do it. How could they not pick me? I'm literally the perfect person for this. And I still believe that. I'm not the type of person that when I get rejected, I'm like, oh, what's wrong with me? I'm the type of person that when I get rejected, I'm like, what's wrong with them? Don't they know that I'm perfect for this? So I am kind of sad that I didn't get it, but it seems like almost no fans that are online got it. I feel like maybe they did end up going more with professional dancers and stuff because I saw so many people that submitted it and also like just so many of my listeners and like just people that I interact with on social media submitted and I didn't see anybody say that they got it, but then there was confirmation from the casting director that they had started filming in New York. So I'm like, who got it, you know? I feel like maybe they they only went with like really good dancers. I don't know. If any of you guys that are listening got it, can you just like tell me that you got it? Even if you're signed an NDA and you can't talk about anything that it is, that's fine. I'm just curious who they picked because so many fans submitted and I think none of us got it. So not only did we get the 40 second clip of the song, we got the Trolls trailer, we got some more pictures, we got the TikTok of them quoting the Friends episode, which by the way, I believe it was Sync on repeat posted that the the day they released that TikTok, which was yesterday, that was the episode that was airing as a rerun on TV that night. And I just laughed because I was like, I love the universe. <laughs> like there are no coincidences. It was just so funny because that episode, that's that's from when Monica and Chandler start dating and they don't tell the other friends like they're keeping it a secret. But then the other friends start to like slowly find out and they're all like, wait, do you know something? I, I can't tell you what I know. Why do you know something? Like all that kind of stuff. And I I mean, friends are my all time favorite shows. So sync doing that was just so cool. And just the fact that that episode aired that night I just think is such a funny uh just such a funny thing and even seeing them make a TikTok like did, did anyone else feel like they got whiplash like it's just so weird to see in sync which is such a Y2K era thing them making a TikTok which is such a current thing it's just so it's like the worlds are colliding and everything is coming together in this beautiful way and by the way they were really good at that TikTok I mean I would like to know how many times they rehearsed it especially JC he was like word perfect and I'm like JC why aren't you making TikToks regularly because you're actually very good at it so can somebody if anyone knows JC out there can you like tell him that he needs to make more TikToks because he's awesome then we saw Chris and Lance who I have now named Chance uh because you guys know I always say Justin is real which it is uh if if anything that has been proven this week 
and Chris and Lance together at Abercrombie so they could have 90s outfits for recording Frosted Tips, which I can't wait for that to come out. Oh, I just can't wait. And one thing I'm really hoping happens, which I was, like I said, way before any of this, I thought in 2025 they would have to do a whole reunion on Lance's podcast because Justin had actually said when Lance did his amazing No Strings Attached retrospective, Justin in his interview was like, we have to figure out a way to get all five of us in a room together doing your podcast. And I was like, oh my God, yes, of course. Because I think that's what was supposed to happen. But because it fell, literally, again, the timing is horrible. March 2020, when nobody was getting together in a group of five. Or, (laughs) I mean, it just, the timing was horrible there. So I thought 2025, they have to all get in a room and do an interview. Like whether it's Lance doing it or it's like a big interview with a journalist or something, just like a retrospective. You know, I've seen so many, of those like the today show is always doing those like they'll take an epic uh classic movie or tv show like they did one for the sopranos like it was like 20 years of the sopranos and they had all the cast there and they did um 20 years or or think 30 years of pretty woman a couple years ago with julie roberts and richard Gere, and like they always have these reunion interviews and i was like they have to do something like that so i'm hoping that that's what's happening right now is that not only is Chris getting his own interview, but that they're planning to do a group interview that'll come out like maybe right before Trolls or something. But again, is that considered promotion? It's not technically considered promotion if they don't talk about the movie, but I think that this whole thing obviously was meant to promote the movie. So it's just, it's it's a gray area, whereas like, you know, Drew Barrymore starting up her show again, like that's not a gray area. That is a direct violation. Like that, you know what I mean? That is, you. no one can deny that. But something like this where they're a musical group and yes, they did do this song for the movie. So technically it's promoting the movie, but at the same time, it is also like their song, right? So it's, it's just, it's a sticky situation. And I just hope that if they do anything that is, Uh, a little bit of a gray area I hope people will go easy on them because this is I think they will because this is literally the first time they've been together in so long and I think people know that like NSYNC is not going to make or break (laughs) this whole strike right but still it's just a sticky situation so yeah I mean seeing Chris and Lance in those outfits is just I mean, it it was just so funny. Like, they legitimately looked so 90s. And I mean, I, as someone who grew up in the 90s, went to school in the 90s, every single boy had that same outfit. Like, that Abercrombie collared shirt with, like, the dark colors and the stripes and the khakis. Oh, my God. It just is the perfect thing. And imagine how those employees at Abercrombie must have felt. Like, oh, my gosh. I want to know which one that was in Manhattan so I can go there and go into that fitting room and be like, Lance and Chris were here. Uh, but, but, yeah all these little things that we've been getting down to the photos that we got this morning if you're listening to this in the future right now it's Thursday September 14th we got these photos like these candids of them walking out of a building I don't know why Chris wasn't there but there's one picture with Justin Joey and JC JC looks like unbelievably ridiculously hot I mean he always looks so good but like oh my god the fact that they and then there's another picture with Lance who was like trailing after them I'm like wait for Lance you guys (laughs) wait for Lance um but the fact they're all like coordinated too like the fact that they have stylists for all of this like this is real this is not just something that they're kind of doing off the cuff this is a planned reunion 
and it's big and there are so many little signs of that and I am just I'm I mean I just feel like I'm living I still feel like I'm living in a dream world so I didn't even really get into really how I feel about the song I went off on all these other tangents about all these other things that they've they've dropped but the song itself I mean I know I'm biased but I really do love it I love it so much and a lot of people are comparing it to can't stop the feeling and I think can't stop the feeling is a fine song like I've honestly never been like oh my god I love that song so as somebody who does party entertainment I hear that song all the time and I'm like happier to hear that song than a lot of party songs but like I think it's a cute song um obviously it was so huge so that gives me hope that this song will do similar numbers and things like that because that was a huge hit for Justin and I think it didn't Chris say that he thought if Instinct came back that they would be doing something like can't stop the feeling like he he feels like that kind of would be their sound he also mentioned the Jonas Brothers comeback which you guys know (laughs) I'm the biggest Jonas Brothers fan so that to me uh you know, Anna has, again, from This Must Be Pop, she's posted a lot of her theories that this song was possibly produced by Ryan Tedder, who did produce Sucker for the Jonas Brothers when they came back, and that was their first number one single, actually. It shot straight to number one, which nobody expected. I mean, the Jonas Brothers themselves, they had said, like, would anybody even care if we came back? Like, does anybody even care anymore? We've been away for six years, you know? And I think they really thought that their music and their comeback would really be popular with their contingency of fans that had stuck with them and waited and waited and wanted them to come back and all of those things I think they thought it would be smaller and then they came back and dropped this single which ended up being an incredible single and it went straight to number one and so even though they had already planned that they wanted to come back for real you know it was no question to them that that they were going to be back permanently you know for the foreseeable future the Jonas Brothers are are a group again whereas in sync you know we don't really know what they're thinking right now but that just solidified it because then they went straight to number one so fast that of course their label is going to be freaking out and saying okay so we're going to make everything bigger and better now we're going to put even more money into your marketing we're going to put even more money into your tour and your photo shoots and the budget for everything and that's you know I mean, that's that's what could happen with NSYNC. Like, just the fact that Can't Stop the Feeling was so huge, that bodes very well for them. I like this one so much better than Can't Stop the Feeling. I mean, obviously I'm biased, especially this specific clip. I mean, I really liked it when the marionettes thing happened, but just the little, I was going to say verse, but it's not a verse, the bridge to the chorus where JC is singing spins faster, faster, faster. Like I love his long run because then the rest of the guys come in with, you know, I want to take you to a better place. And and then you hear him finish that run right after JC girls. No. And if you haven't had time to listen to it with headphones yet, make sure you do. And I just, he sounds so good. Like JC just sounds so good. And I think the song sounds so fun. And I love the lyrics. I love, I'm so excited to see you excited because I mean, just on another personal note, I'm, again, like a very excitable, like passionate person. And one thing that my friends always say about me is like, it's fun to do things with you because you're so passionate. So even if one of my friends is not really like as passionate about something, if they go with me, they'll have fun because like, I'm just so excited that it just like, you can't help but pick up on that unless you're like a soulless like vampire or something, you know, because I'll just be like so pumped. So I love that. Like, I love that they're expressing that. Like, as I feel like they're saying it to us like I feel like they're saying that they're so excited to see us so excited because they really know how much this means 
to us. And again, that interview with Chris was so good where he he was saying like, we have to do something for these fans, you know? And I don't know. I just think about that all the time. Like, what do they think about the fact that they still have so many fans? You know, I remember when they got their star, there's a moment during their ceremony where Justin kind of looks around and he's just like, God, this is crazy. We, we haven't had an album out in 20 years. Like, this is, this is crazy. Like, thank you. And now, I mean, we're seeing it. I just posted on my story that we've seen since last night, all of the albums going on the iTunes charts and they keep climbing 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 like this morning only no strings attached had cracked the top 10 of the pop albums chart it wasn't the just the full general albums chart it was only the pop albums chart but I I've stopped even checking the pop albums chart I keep checking the general album like the top 200 albums on iTunes as of right now so it's September 14th at 6 53 p.m no strings attached is number five on the overall, like out of all the albums in the world, it's number five. Well, I think this is the US chart, but No Strings Attached is number five, In Sync is number seven, Celebrity is number nine, Greatest Hits is number 15. That's insane. If they had performed at the VMAs, if they had done like a medley of their songs and I could understand like why their songs would be heading up the charts, but they, they all they did was walk out and, and appear for five minutes and then release a 40-second snippet of a song and a TikTok. Like, they haven't even done much yet. And look at what's happening. So I posted on my story, you know, if you guys can afford, um, I'm not going to ask people to, like, buy all of them. If you can, buy all of them. But um, if people can afford to even just purchase No Strings Attached, like I just did, because uh, that's the closest to number one. So, you know, if you purchase not, No Strings Attached, I think it's 10 bucks, then... They could be number one. They could have the number one album on iTunes in 2023. That's insane. I can't, I'm so happy for them. And I really want it to go to number one. I feel like it's going to, if it's already climbed this much in a, in like just a couple days since the VMAs, I mean, I'm confident because I, I, I mean, it's just, I wonder, I, I really think your average person like doesn't understand their power because I feel like some people that aren't into NSYNC are kind of like, looking at me like oh isn't she cute you know what I mean and I'm just like it's not like this is not just me this is very much not just me this is so many people I mean I feel like this fandom is ready to like force in sync to the top of the world again like they just I think you know what I think Lance knows like I, I feel like Lance is both a member of the group and one of us like he seems like a fan of NSYNC have you guys noticed that it's so funny even just how often he talks about how much he loves it makes me ill. Um, it's like every day. It's like he gets up and starts singing. I was hanging with the fellas. Like he's just so obsessed with it. And he's just wanted to come back for so. I mean I know they all have in, in their own ways. But like it's just. Lance is just like another issue altogether. Like I and, and I mean that in a good way. Like I just love Lance. Anyway. Welcome to the Lance cast. So. Oh my god. Okay the video Justin posted. I'm going to get to the VMAs in a minute guys. But the video. Oh my god. Oh, also, you know what else I wanted to say about this song? It really sounds like a song that would like play when you're on a roller coaster. Has anybody been on the new Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot? They pick a pop song or like a pop rock song and for each ride. It's not necessarily the same one every time. And I think this would be perfect for that ride. Like it just feels like when I listen to it, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. And also the trailer. I want to talk about the trailer too. I've never seen a Trolls movie. I literally don't know anything about the Trolls. No idea. But I think this movie looks so cute. First of all, the re-record of I Want You Back. And they're doing that Motown stuff in the background. Sounds amazing. The titles 
I mean, when you saw the first song by NSYNC in 20 years, for me, it was like goodbye. It was like, I, I, I wish that I had some kind of like sedative. I need, I really do need a sedative because like at this point, like I need to not have my brain this occupied by, oh my God, what are they going to do next? What's going to happen? Oh my God, oh my God. I am just, <laughs> but I mean, I think the trailer is so great. It made me cry. I, especially when the girl troll doll says, what did she say? She was like, I know it's risky, but it's family and family is always worth it. And I'm like, they are a family. They're brothers. <laughs> so great. If you haven't watched that trailer yet, go watch it. But if you're listening to this, you probably have, but go watch it more. Like the more we watch and stream and share also go make a tiktok video with the sound because it is an official tiktok sound um as of last night at midnight if you can i am really not that good at tiktok so i i I don't know like i'm trying to think of what i can do i'm probably just going to make a video of me like bopping around to it or something just to add another video because that's really like the labels and the industry they really respond to this stuff the charts the the TikTok, like how much something is streamed. I mean, obviously, these are the things that matter nowadays as opposed to when they were big, you know. So we really want them to come back with a bang because say right now, and I don't believe this, but say this trolls thing is the only thing they have, right? They have nothing else planned and it is just the two songs, the re-record and Better Place and that is it, okay? If Better Place does what Can't Stop the Feeling did, you will see how quickly there will be more things, okay? Because as much as these guys are real artists and we love them and they're not in it for the money, this is an industry, okay? This is about money. This is a business. I mean, God, if this song goes to number one, if NSYNC becomes cool again, you will not believe how quickly things will change, Okay, and that's why I got so upset. And I was just talking about this with with Ashley, who's one of my listeners and Patreon subscribers. Shout out Ashley. Like she sent me a voice memo and she was like, I just have to get this off my chest. Like, why are people gatekeeping? Like, why are people saying, you know, if you're a Gen Z or you don't get a ticket to the reunion? It's like, are you kidding me? Gen Zers are the are the demographic like they, they still are like the main demographic of, of music. Young people help move the culture. So if all of these teens right now that are obsessed with Olivia Rodrigo she's the number one iTunes album right now NSYNC is number five they're not that far behind if all of these young people suddenly think NSYNC is cool and they go from buying Olivia Rodrigo and and doing TikToks about her and dancing to her songs on TikTok and if all these young people start picking up NSYNC you would not believe how fast everything would come together. You would not believe how fast suddenly they would be doing a tour. I'm telling you, this is how the industry works, okay? They might act like this is all they're doing and that's it and it's the end of the story, which I know it's not because of my sources. People continue to not believe me, but I know that it's because we've been burned in the past, so I get it. But even if this was it, things will change so fast if NSYNC becomes cool again. Mark my words. So if you have the extra money, if you can buy the albums, if you can make TikToks, if you can stream as much as possible. I mean, the song's not out yet, but send it to your friends, gift it to your friends, like buy it when it's a single on iTunes, gift it to your friends, like send it, post on Facebook, post on Instagram, post on Twitter, post everything, like tag them, tag them, tag them, tag them, tag in sync, tag Sony Music, tag all the group members, tag their management, tag, tag. 
But only if you're saying positive stuff, because that's the other thing that I was talking about with Ashley that I cannot believe. I cannot fathom that people are complaining at all about anything. No offense to my listeners if, if you feel that way. Like I appreciate you as a listener, but I have to say like anyone complaining about anything right now is just really in the wrong to me. We have not gotten anything in so long. I mean, if it's not your favorite song, I'm sorry, like that must feel disappointing, but please do not post that. I am telling you artists and celebrities see so much more than we think, okay? And I mean, again, just with the Jonas Brothers, like my experience with them, the reason why I've been picked for so many things and why they like I, you know, get invited to private stuff and all the kind of stuff, the experiences that I've had, a lot of it is because of social media. Like, don't be afraid to tag them. Don't be afraid to say positive things. Even if the group or the individual guys aren't liking your post, that doesn't mean they are not seeing them. You never know when you'll be added to a list of like true fans if they want to invite fans in for an audience thing or something like that. Like you never know. And also just the hype. Just like how many tweets have been tagged, how many tweets have tagged NSYNC's at in one day? Like they look at these things guys. So please, like if you have negative opinions, just keep them to yourselves or keep them in private chats. Don't tweet it out. Don't tweet out, oh, I'm disappointed in the song. I don't like it at NSYNC. Don't say that. Make them see only positivity. Make them see, like if you're disappointed because you want more, don't post that. Don't say like, oh, I'm so disappointed. I wanted more from NSYNC. Post, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. I love this song so much. It's my favorite song. That is the kind of post that will get them to do more I promise you first of all I do believe this is only the beginning but even with what I know like the stuff that I've been told is awesome but what I would like is for NSYNC to still be a group forever now when I say that I don't mean like the Jonas Brothers I don't you know how the Jonas Brothers are just back now and they are just a continually touring act and they continuously put out music and tour and do all the all of the things right and they might do solo projects in between Jonas albums or whatever but they have said many times this is only the beginning for us we are gonna continue on you know there's not gonna be another hiatus like we are we're in this I don't think NSYNC is gonna do that that's not gonna happen first of all just because of Justin Timberlake I mean he is not gonna just like stop his whole career and be back in NSYNC 24 7 right and also all of them except JC have families that you know they're located in different parts of the country they are all very busy they 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 do have busy careers but what I would love is if they're still a group but they're just not like touring all the time and putting out new albums all the time maybe they can be the type of group that from time to time they do a live televised performance like from time to time they're on the VMAs or they're on you know they like remember when they did the Bee Gees tribute at the Grammys which was like wasn't that their last performance like stuff like that you know when they're they get invited they'll get invited to do things like that here and there they'll set up their own things like that here and there when Justin is doing a movie or one of the other guys is doing a movie or one of the other guys is doing a project they call up the other guys and say hey it would be fun if you came and did a TikTok with me or you know maybe every year when they release a new merch line they could do a photo shoot for it or maybe they could do like a YouTube video from time to time where they just all get together and sing a cappella in a room and just release it on YouTube and that's it and that's all we get for like months but it's okay because we know that in another few months something else will come because they're still in sync they're just not actively doing album tour album tour because at this point in their lives like that doesn't really make sense for them and we have to respect that but I just think it would be awesome if like every once in a while we get 
things you know and it, it, would, it would be great for them too because they all love each other and they seem to have forgiven each other about any disputes in the past and all that kind of stuff and you know maybe they for Christmas they because they have that amazing Christmas album maybe every Christmas they do a little uh, Christmas thing or they appear on the tree lighting or whatever just you know it would just be so amazing like that is my ultimate hope like after all like because there are some things that I've heard that are happening that are very exciting but they're not forever things right it's not like I've heard oh they're just back together now forever like that is not what's happening but I think that it could be you know what I mean that they are not touring and releasing albums constantly but they just a couple times a year you know will get something here and there or maybe like they get together and record a song for fun. Like they spend two days together and record a song for fun. And it's not something that needs to shoot to the top of iTunes or anything. It's literally just like for us, you know? I mean, especially in this world where you can release music on your own. You can put anything on the internet. You can, they could make a YouTube channel and just follow each other around with cameras and have a TikTok and like things like that. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to even be that consistent. It could just be like every once in a while we get something new and, you know, maybe then they all do Lance's podcast again like just you never know just whatever random things like we will be so excited to see them in any capacity I think that that is like the most plausible thing if we're looking into like way into the future of because even as excited as I am about these things that could be happening it's like at some point it's gonna end right and I just don't want it to go back to like how it's been where it just seems like in sync is like off limits like there's nothing in sync it's just you know I mean especially I mean like we've we've definitely like been fed a little bit since like 2018 we've had a pretty good time the past like five years compared to 2002 up until then right I just I wish for more of those things and I I feel like it is possible so let me get into this VMAs experience I've already talked so much longer than I thought so the VMAs okay so (laughs) I still can't believe I can't believe I'm talking about this I cannot believe that I am telling you about the time that I saw in sync in person at the VMAs in 2023 and I'm I'm being honest like I'm not lying this is true this happened uh I'm still I don't think I'll ever get over it I still feel like I'm living in a dream world not just with the VMAs but just this whole thing I just can't believe it so like I said my source confirmed that the VMAs was officially happening for me I got that message around noon on Sunday so the VMAs was Tuesday night He told me that and then I immediately looked up like if there was any way that I could go to the VMAs because I just assumed they were in New York because they're always in New York and I live right outside of New York. I live like in the part of New Jersey that's like right outside of New York City. So easy access. So I'm like, I'm just going to show up there regardless of anything. I have to try to get in or go or whatever. And then I saw that they were happening in New Jersey, right by where I live. Like New Jersey is a, is a huge state. So it's not like they were happening in New Jersey like an hour away from me. No, they were happening in New Jersey right near me. When I saw that, something in me, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was intuition or delusion or what, but I just was like, I'm going to be there. I knew it. I knew I was going to be there inside. I just knew something in me was like, Leah, this is meant to be. It it felt the same way as like the JC thing when Anna messaged me and was like, he's doing an event in California. 
and I was standing there in California at the time like what (laughs) and again it was the same kind of thing it's like for the first time in all these years here they are and it just felt so crazy because it was like they're coming to my backyard like I considered New York City to be my backyard but still like anyone who knows the tri-state area even though it's it's right over there across the river you know there's traffic and you gotta oh am I gonna take the bridge or the tunnel and you know gotta leave strategically at the right time or you know maybe I shouldn't drive maybe I should take the train maybe I'll you know whatever like it's just it's not always the easiest commute right so it's still like a thing to go into the city it's not nothing right but the fact that it's at the Prudential Center in New Jersey that is nothing that that's like I could I could go there so easily so I was even if I didn't get a ticket into the show I was like I'm just gonna show up and try my luck and see what happens which um you know might sound crazy but I have been going to events that I wasn't necessarily invited to since I was really young I've done that before like gotten into an event that was hard to get into right but I've never done it for an award show I've never done it for the VMAs and I haven't done it since before COVID everything is so different now I haven't done it in a long time so I was like oh I don't know how it's gonna be but I just knew in my heart that I was going to find the right person or talk to the right person who was gonna be like ah let her in believe in your dreams guys because I did go okay First, I applied on One Iota, which is like this website that provides tickets for people to go see mostly talk shows and things like that. You know, they do like The View and The Drew Barrymore Show and Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Fallon and all those shows. And then they do some award shows. And so there were three things you could submit for. There was the pit, which is that was that's what I wanted to be in because like the VMAs pit is iconic. I mean, I when I watch the Britney performances, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I'm at like, look at that guy. He's just standing there and he doesn't even know that Britney is about to rip off her suit and be in that sparkly masterpiece. Can you imagine being there and seeing that up close like that or being in the pit for Instincts Pop and seeing that amazing performance and then Michael Jackson coming out or like any of these iconic moments, you know, Lil' Kim with the titty. I mean, let's let's not even get into how obsessed I was with the VMAs and how it was such a major huge part of all of our childhoods if you're around the same age as me I mean the VMAs was everything compared to any other award show it was such a huge influence on me and I remember it being such a big deal and then obviously it's fallen off so much it's not really like relevant but it used to be so relevant and I mean, what would you compare it to today? Like TikTok? I mean, it was nothing like TikTok, but I just mean in terms of how big it was. Like if you did a big moment at the VMAs, I guess it's kind of similar to like if you go viral on TikTok, like it could change your whole life. It could make your whole career. It could send, it could put you in another category. Like I feel like when Britney did her performance at the 2000 VMAs, that's actually my favorite one over the slave one with the snake. I know a lot of people feel differently about that, but um, I love the, the oops one is my favorite. Like I think she was just so, on fire I mean I could do a whole episode about that so I'm not even gonna like share more opinions on that one but for real like it could change the course of your career like you could just be talked about in this totally different way and put into this completely different category and it just meant the world to me as a young kid that was so obsessed with pop culture and especially like music and music videos and concerts and performances I mean it was just everything and I never thought that I would go I mean I I I never like it never even occurred to me to like try to go because by the time I was old enough that I was doing that stuff the VMAs were already kind of irrelevant so it just I mean it hasn't been that great of a show in years in my opinion I don't even remember the last time I watched it I I was like oh the VMAs aren't even that big anymore so like maybe I'll be able to get in easily so I applied on one iota for the pit fans the seated fans and then the seat fillers and I was hoping to get anything I just wanted to get in the door and I thought if I even get in the door 
whatsoever. Maybe I could find a way to get into the pit. Maybe there'll be extra space. Maybe there'll be people, people that don't show up or whatever. Like you just never know. You always have to try your luck at these things because you just, you really don't know. So I applied with one iota. Then I found out that they had already given out a lot of tickets already like a week before the VMAs. And I was like, fuck. And it said on their website that they could still release more passes up until the time of the event. And I didn't end up getting it. And I was so disappointed because being in the pit would have just been, oh my God, insane, outrageous. I can't even, actually it's probably for the best. Maybe I would have passed out, okay? I passed out in the pit at Gwen Stefani. And as much as I love you, Gwen, it's not the same as NSYNC reuniting. So honestly, if I didn't get a ticket, I was really going to just show up. And I'm so happy that I did not have to do that because it was Fort Knox like it was everything is so different I do not think I would have been able to get in without a ticket and I had been so confident previously but now that I've experienced going I'm like ooh, everything is different now like I don't think that I can I don't think that I could get in and I hope I don't sound entitled by being like oh I would just show up and find a way in in a way they want fans for stuff like that it just depends like every once in a while there's a type of event that I could tell is like, oh, this isn't the type of event that's going to be like that. But for most invite-only events, they have always extra tickets and passes that you can find a way to get if you dress up, know how to talk to people, you're nice, all that kind of stuff. You don't do anything shady. It's easier than you think. I just started calling in favors because I just knew I don't know I knew that there would be somebody just from being an actor working all these years I just know a lot of people that are connected to different things and have jobs either in different parts of the music industry or adjacent to or something and I was like texting everyone I mean and then finally one of my friends was like why didn't you call my brother and I was like oh my god like I got chills over my whole body I was like that's it I'm not going to say his name and I'm not going to say the company that he is with, but when you have award shows in these huge arenas, basically there's always some tickets allotted to record labels, touring companies, like executives, things like that. And they, they're all usually like taken though, because they give them to their employees or they give them to friends and family or whatever. And that's why you see a ton of like random people at award shows too. And then sometimes they're given to like radio stations and radio stations give them away or whatever. Like there's always tickets floating around. It just depends on like so many different factors. But when I talked to him, he was like, ooh, you know, you know, I would I would get you in Leah, but I think it's too late though. All the spots have been filled and everything. And I was like, Fuck. and he was like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. I got to see. So then I got a text like a couple hours later and he was like, all right, you're in. And I just, I mean, I was like so up. Like I felt the only way I can describe it is It's what I imagine that it feels like to be on like amphetamines or speed or something because I couldn't calm down. I I don't know because I've never done that type of drug, but like that's what I assume it was. You think I would like relax because I got in, but it just dialed up to a thousand because suddenly it was real. Suddenly I was going to be in the same room as NSYNC for the first time since 2002 when I saw them on the celebrity tour and I was like, oh my God. I was like, I need a dress. I need a spray tan. I got to get my hair done. I got to get my nails done. I got to do all these things. I'm like, oh my God. And I just was so grateful and he was like, look I tried to do a plus one so you could go with somebody but he's like I wasn't even supposed to get you on there I only have one and I'm like I don't care I'm like I'll go alone I'm an only child I'm an Aries I can handle this I, I have no problem going alone that's fine but I actually once I was there I was actually really sad because I just know that it would have been so fun to share that with somebody but 
it's okay. I wasn't complaining. I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was like, I owe you anything. If you ever need a kidney, bone marrow, transplant, no worries. I... (laughs) found my way into the VMAs and you might think I'm like going OTT or whatever by being like I need to get a, a my hair done and all that kind of stuff but look this is something that I didn't even dream about doing because as a kid I just I mean even though I had like dreams of being successful in showbiz I didn't really think about going to the VMAs it was like it was on such a pedestal to me when I was younger and then you know over the years it kind of fell off that pedestal but still just the nostalgia of it all and the fact that Sync was going to be there like I wouldn't have had any interest in going to a current VMAs but the fact that Sync was going to be there just changed everything and I just felt like again so connected to my childhood self you know and I just was like oh my god that's why I wrote that dramatic caption which was like a letter to my childhood self on my Instagram picture because I really feel like if I could somehow go back in time as my adult self walk into childhood Leah her bedroom with all the NSYNC posters on the wall and the purple grape iMac and the boombox with stickers all over it and the Lisa Frank collection, okay, and the hit clips and just tell her, girl, you're gonna go to that show one day. You're gonna be there one day. You, you are going to be there and you're going to see sync in that room one day. She wouldn't have believed it. She would have, honestly, it probably would have killed her. So I'm glad that she didn't know because I don't know if she could handle that. I mean, mind blown forever, right? Like I said, this was way deeper for me than just, oh my God, I love Bye Bye Bye. And again, I feel like it's that way for most of us fans that have stuck around. I debated putting all of this in this episode because I'm sure there are people that'll press play and they'll just be like, um, I want to hear the tea on the VMAs, like what happened backstage or whatever. I mean, I wasn't backstage, but you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, I'm gonna do the episode how I want. I'm gonna express my feelings. And if anyone thinks it's silly, that person's not for me. I don't care. I know there's so many of you out there that feel the same way. They're so powerful. I mean, it's so amazing. So yeah, I actually, I didn't do all of that stuff. I didn't get a new dress because I have this dress that I, this black dress that I've, you know, it's an old standby for fancy events. I did have a new belt though, which I loved. I wore my Jessica Simpson heels, which actually was a mistake, but (laughs) we'll get to that in a minute. I did get my hair done, which was a waste of time because she did a horrible job. And of course, because I will never like confront a service worker, I would just, you know, tipped her and said, thank you so much. And then I went home and tried to salvage it myself and it didn't really work. And then I... Um, was sweating to death before I went into the venue so what I had done kind of got all messed up and if you look at the pictures of me like my hair doesn't look bad but it it looks by no means like it was professionally done so that was kind of a waste of money but I didn't even care like nothing mattered nothing mattered I was gonna see in sync and it was just a whole other level for me because this was so beyond that it wasn't even a dream come true because I didn't dream of this why would I put myself through dreaming of Going to the VMAs to see in sync in the year 2023, that's that would be a ridiculous thing to expect to achieve. So it, it like I said, it was beyond a dream. It was more than a dream come true because I never it never would have occurred to me to dream of such a thing. So I was just in like I can't express it. I don't know how to describe how I felt like I was floating on a cloud the entire time. I had this parking pass and I was supposed to be able to park like right by the venue and they wouldn't let me through. They would only let the huge SUVs with these pink parking passes that were like celebrity drivers. And I was like, fuck. And then finally, like I showed my parking pass, which was not like a VIP parking pass, but the cops still let me through because I was like, I'm literally parking right there. Like I can see the place I'm supposed to park. Can you please just let me through? And I showed them the pass and they were like, oh, absolutely. Right this way. And I died because I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. They moved a barricade out of the way for my car to drive through. I literally felt like the president, never mind a a regular celebrity. I was like, oh my God, I am balling. Look at me driving behind the, the VMAs, like getting this treatment. I was like, oh my God. 
god I feel so cool right now but then there was like a second set of barricades and police and stuff and that was like the very ultra VIP area or whatever and that's where my parking was supposed to be and they would not let me through and I wasn't being a Karen to them or anything I was like I understand where you're coming from but why would I be given this pass to park there if I can't park there and he's like nobody's parked there it's not like the celebrities are parked their drivers are parked there it's closed so I was like oh my god where am I gonna park and he's like you can park right there so I parked in a different place and had things not been so blocked off for VIPs I would have been able to just go into the general entrance which was right where I was but because it was blocked off I had to walk all the way around the entire Prudential Center in a whole 360 around the thing almost because that's how close I was to the door but there was a barricade and it was VIP only and I was like I'm not trying to go in through the VIP entrance though like I was trying to explain to this these cobs and uh, security people I'm like I'm not like you can watch me I will not go into the VIP entrance I am not trying to do anything I just want to walk straight over there to the entrance and they were like no you have to walk around the whole building it was so pointless and I'm not the only person that was complaining trust me like there were so many other people that had tickets passes everything even people that had like fancier outfits and looked more official and looked more like they belong there and they had passes they didn't even have regular tickets but they weren't VIP passes so they couldn't go through and everybody was like what why can't we just walk to that door right there like I don't understand it was so silly and I'm sure they have a reason and you know I'm not criticizing everyone's just doing their job trust me I was very nice to everybody I just politely asked questions but it was just really annoying because it was so hot and humid and I had on these high heels which I shouldn't have been wearing anyway because I broke my ankle in April but it's been a while and my ankle has always been really good like I didn't even think that I broke it because I had very little pain I was back in my character shoes a week and a half after it happened which if you don't know those are like little heels that performers wear I didn't know it was broken until two weeks after when I finally got my ortho appointment and they were like um your ankle's broken like you like you've been back to work what you're performing what like I don't know my ankle is like a medical marvel or something they should study it I don't get it but my ankle's been great the past few months almost no issues almost no difference at all to normal life so I thought it would be fine and I did wear heels when I was in LA because I went to the magic castle which is very fancy shout out Jackie thank you for (laughs) getting me in when I wore them at the magic castle I had no problem walking I had no issues no pain nothing but those heels were so much more comfortable than the ones I had on and I love you Jessica Simpson girl I mean you guys know I love Jessica this is the freaking Ashley and Jessica okay but I don't understand why people say that Jessica's shoes are so comfortable they are not comfortable like maybe the other styles are but like her high heels are not comfortable I hate when women insist that high heels are comfortable I'm like you're not helping us they're not comfortable stop saying that we all know that they're not comfortable we're literally like we're hiked up on our tippy toes for what reason like who decided this why do we do this (laughs) I think it's better if we're all just honest about the fact that we're in terrible pain and I knew that they would hurt but the thing is like these specific Jessica Simpson shoes they're my favorite shoes ever they're a black high heel with rainbow like big gems all over them every time I wear them I get so many compliments they're gorgeous like I love them and I missed wearing them so much like I'm a very girly girl and I haven't been able to wear high heels for so long like for most of this year so like it was the VMAs like I wanted to dress up and like I said I've been fine so I thought I would be fine but I didn't know that I had to walk around the entire gigantic arena so I was just very like it was so gross and humid and I was literally sweating like there was like sweat sitting on my face and my makeup was so cute so I was like very worried about that And I ended up stepping on like a grate or something and I fell and I, 
I'm I'm so happy nobody got this on video. I mean, part of me kind of wants to find out that somebody did because I'm sure it's hilarious. I tried so hard not to hit the ground. It took me like five full seconds to actually hit the ground because I was so determined to not fall because like I said, I broke my ankle. I got hit by a truck. <laughs> Didn't I mention that in my JC episode? Like I got hit by a truck a few weeks before I left for California and I had to, my car got totaled. Thankfully, everybody was okay. But like, I cannot get into another accident. Like, I cannot have another injury, anything. Like I, I cannot fall, like please. And so it wasn't my fault. Like I know how to walk in these heels. They are painful, but I usually only wear them for a situation like the VMAs, right? Like I, I usually only wear them when I know I'm gonna just drive to the place, park, get out of my car, walk into like the restaurant or the venue or whatever and sit down for most of the night, right? And then it's no problem. But this was, I had to walk so far right off the bat and it was so hot out. And then I stepped in this grate and I fell. And I tried, like I said, tried so hard not to fall. Like it was, I'm sure it was very comical, but there was like a group of people around me at the time that also were trying to get into the VMAs and they were also pissed that they, they could not just walk into the entrance and um they helped me thank god they were so nice nobody laughed I mean I'm sure it was like I can't stress enough I'm sure it was very funny it <laughs> if I hadn't been wearing heels I would have been able to recover but I kept pushing and I kept trying to like find any way not to fall and then I finally just gave up and I made sure to land on my left side because I I broke my right ankle I was like I cannot bust my ankle because even though it's been five months, it's still like fragile. Like I could still break it. So I landed on my knee and it scraped up so much and I was bleeding. Okay, of course I was. Of course I was bleeding at the VMAs. I should have known. I should have brought my own first aid kit. Of course it has to be a comedy of errors. I can't just like go to the VMAs. It has to be this like ridiculous thing. Everybody was so nice. They helped me up. I laughed about it. I And, and they were like, are you okay? Are you hurt? Oh, you must be hurt somewhere. Like you hit the ground hard. Are you all right? And I was like, I'm fine. I was like, I got to get into that fucking VMAs. I am not missing this. I was like, I don't care if my leg falls off before I get there. One of you guys is going to carry me because NSYNC is in that building. Like I have to get in there. They were like, you should sue the city because, and this one woman, I don't know who she was. She was so nice. She pointed she goes look I want to show you this and she pointed to the hole that I had stepped in and she goes this wasn't your fault and I thought that was so kind like sisters like sisters we're, we're doing it I mean I was like I love you that was so nice of you to point out you know what I mean like she wanted me to not feel stupid which I thought was so sweet and if you're out there you're like a real one and I hope all your dreams come true this other guy was like you should sue the city and I was like yeah I'll get right on that but like I have to go see in sync <laughs> so I hoofed it in there and after I fell my hand is all scraped up my actually both my knees um, are a little scraped up but my knee where I landed is super scraped up but also because I had the high heels on when I fell the heels like cut into my ankle and my foot so love that so I had multiple lacerations uh and was bleeding but I was I didn't care I didn't care I was like I still look good and NSYNC is in that building so you know what we're just gonna do it we're gonna do it bleeding and that's fine you know I'm a woman I've done it before so let's go so <laughs> I go into the VMAs and I had heard like I saw on Twitter that there were some girls that went to the 2013 VMAs oh because there were also tickets on StubHub so StubHub for me was like a last resort because first of all I don't think you're supposed to sell your awards or tickets on StubHub and they were like a thousand dollars and then they went down to like 500 but they were nosebleed seats and I was like Ugh. I was like if they're performing this is probably worth it but if they're just 
presenting, which is what I thought. That's what I had heard and been told from sources. I was like, if they're just presenting like $1,000, $500 just to see them for five minutes, even though it's so rare, I'm like, I can't. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, paying that much money at the last minute suddenly is not a good idea for me. And then also, I didn't know if they were going to be legit because even though StubHub, they have the fan protect guarantee. So they do pay you back if you get to the event and your tickets are fake, which has been happening with some Jonas Brothers fans on this tour. So I was a little wary of that. Even though they do refund you, it's like, well, what do I do at the at the show I'm screwed at the show like I don't have another ticket it's not like a tour where if I miss this show because someone scammed me maybe I could go to the next date this is it so I could not risk StubHub and I'm just so grateful because I didn't have to pay anything I'm so grateful to my friend's brother like I mean you don't even know but I had read on some fan on Twitter I was just eavesdropping on someone's interaction and there were fans that had gotten into the 2013 to be amazed but they had really bad nosebleed seats and they wanted to be close up obviously because they knew about the reunion performance so they went to the box office after the show started and they just asked the people at the box office can we like get any better seats and they were like yeah we actually have some extra tickets and they sold them to them for super cheap because at that point the show had already started so it was like why not and that kind of thing works for a lot of different events and shows and tours and things like that I hadn't even thought of that with the VMAs so I was really thankful that I had seen that interaction once my ticket was transferred to me and I saw where I was sitting I was like okay again not complaining okay not complaining whatsoever but I did want to see if I could get closer you know I mean it's in sync I don't know when they're gonna be on stage again I've heard some things but I don't know exactly so I was like okay let me see if I can get closer like if they I didn't have to pay for this ticket from my friends so like if they they dropped um if they dropped some tickets like that would be awesome because then I could get a better seat for myself and then I could give my ticket to like because there were a lot of fans standing outside just what I was planning to do just like hoping that they could somehow get in so I was like that would be so awesome I could make somebody's day and I could sit closer so I went up to the box office and I was like hi like I was super nice and everything and I was like so I have a ticket and I showed her my ticket and everything and I was like but I was just wondering if there were any last minute tickets I was like this is where I'm sitting I was just wondering if we could do any better um if you were selling anything and she was so rude I was giving her the opportunity to make some money for the venue and sell me another ticket I was like what's the problem and she was like no we don't have any extra tickets this is a private event she talked to me like I was like scum I was like I have a ticket well even if I didn't it's not an excuse to talk to somebody like that but I was like I have a freaking ticket I belong here I'm just I just wanted to ask sorry for bothering you but I was happy because right outside of the box office there was a Jonas Brothers poster and I will be seeing them again at that venue when they come back to Jersey so that was exciting I felt like when I saw that poster after that woman had been rude to me I was like oh they're here with me but it was fine again I didn't care I was so happy I just thought I would try there's no uh, harm in asking the worst they can say is no right and they did they said no to me I definitely got taken down a peg I was like all right I guess my uh my powers aren't as uh strong as they used to be but guess what I still have a ticket motherfucker so you can't stop me and <laughs> that was just me trying for a little upgrade but I already got a ticket don't worry so I went in and by this point it had taken me a lot of time I 
again, I thought I was going to be able to just park in the place that I was given a parking pass for. I thought I was going to be able to just walk in the door. I thought I like would be fine. You know, it had taken me a lot of time. So it was starting to get to be like 740, 745. And the show starts at eight. And I was like, fuck. But there was an EMT and I was like, hey, girl, (laughs) she was nice. I was like, I don't want to like miss the show or anything. I'm fine. So if this is going to if you need to like take me into another place or something like I I don't want to go, but I'm like, I'm fine, but I am bleeding. (laughs) And she was like, (laughs) she kind of like laughed, but not in a mean way, like in a in a like, oh, she's funny kind of way. And um, and I was like, do you just have a Band-Aid or something? And she was like, yes, of course, come with me. And um, she went over to like where the stretcher was. And I was like, of course, this is happening to me. Of course, I'm receiving medical attention at the VMAs. NSYNC is in this building right now. We're, 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 right, we're right by where I live. This is so crazy. How did I get here? This is just so funny. And she gave me an alcohol pad, which yes, obviously was very painful, but I needed to clean it because I literally like ripped my skin open on the sturdy ass street and I was so I was like I first I went to the bathroom like I washed it off and everything so again like I said I was sweating to death part of my hair was wet so even though it had been not very well uh quaffed it it now looked even worse and I was like oh my god if I run into JC (laughs) with sweat bubbles sitting on my face I will literally die all the concession stands were closed but I was like I am if I don't drink water right now I'm going to die so I like went over to the concession stand I probably looked crazy with first of all I was bleeding second of all all the sweat third of all my hair probably at that point looked like I you know had taken a trip to a swamp I walked over and of course like even just me walking toward the concession they're like we're closed we're closed like get the fuck away from us I'm like oh my god like why why are so many people here rude calm down I just want some water um (laughs) and I said I said I'm so sorry I know you're closed can I please just have a cup of water like I am dying and the woman who had said you know we're closed we're closed like she like didn't really she just kind of like looked at me but her her friend next to her was like I'll get you something honey I was like thank you oh my god I love you and she gave me this huge cup like I posted it on my Instagram story which by the way on my Instagram I have like a VMA highlight if you want to see all these um, little stories I posted a picture of it because it was a comically large cup of water it was the best tasting water I have had in my life just because there had been so many delays and I was literally freaking bleeding and it was the best water ever like I I wish I could drink that water right now obviously I have water here but like it was just the most crisp, refreshing, giant cup of water I had ever had in my life like it was bigger than my head and um it was just so nice of her so again to that woman I hope all your dreams come true so finally I have my huge cup of water (laughs) I have my band-aid on I was like it's fine it's all part of the story it'll be good for my podcast and here I am recording it (laughs) as as much pain as I was in it just like dissipated because I was walking around the venue and they had all this stuff set up obviously and there were all these moon men things everywhere and there were you know all these different bars and and uh just beautiful fabulous people everywhere some people had on like the full out crazy vma outfits people that i didn't recognize i didn't think they were celebrities maybe they were and i just don't know them but it i mean i saw some people with crazy outfits like i wish it was appropriate 
get to just like take pictures of people without asking because I'm like shy. So I'm not necessarily going to go over to someone and say, can I take a picture of you? But I probably should have because you don't dress like that if you don't want any pictures, right? But yeah, it was just so, it was really cool, but it was basically just like a regular concert. One thing I didn't know about award shows is they have snacks. They were selling Auntie Anne's pretzels like at the mall. They were selling Mrs. Fields cookies and they were selling like soft serve ice cream. It was so cool. I just didn't think that it would be like there's snacks at the VMAs, but there are. I didn't get anything because everything was closed. Don't even come by us. Everything closed. I was like, okay, fine. Um, but yeah, I was, I was obviously so excited. Um, and then I went to my seat and I'll just never forget the moment of walking. Cause you know how in arenas they have those curtains and then you, you walk through and then you can see the stage and everything. I'll never forget when I showed my ticket and they opened the curtain and I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is the VMAs. First of all, there were like four stages, I think. There were three or four, like one of them was not really a full stage. It was like, I don't know how to describe it, like a platform. I think Shakira was on it at one point. Did you guys see that on the broadcast? Cause I decided that I wasn't going to watch the broadcast because I want to remember it, how I saw it as an audience member. So I don't even want to think about the broadcast. Of course, I did watch in sync like I watched that because I wanted to see them obviously like up close because I was pretty far away but yeah I'm not going to watch the rest of the show ever because I want to remember it in that moment how magical it felt I remember thinking like I want to remember this moment forever like I am at the VMAs I'm going to see in sync and I honestly thought because I've never been super into the VMAs like in so many years and I honestly thought, because I haven't been into the VMAs in years, I thought I would be bored for the rest of the show. Not bored, but like, there's a lot of current artists that I'm just not a fan of. I just don't get it. Like, I'm not, not that they're horrible, but I'm just not crazy about it. I was like, I'm going to have to sit through all this stuff. I don't know. And it was the complete opposite. This was the best VMAs in years, you guys. I don't know if anyone else agrees. I know um, my friend Michael, Michael Kadush, who I've had on the podcast more than almost anyone else, I think. I think maybe he is my most frequent guest. Uh, he had posted that on his story and how he like couldn't believe how great it was. And I felt the exact same way sitting there. I mean, Instinct came out fairly early, which I didn't realize. Honestly, when they came out, I was not ready at all. I did not expect them to present the first award. Nobody told me that. I knew they were presenting, but I didn't know. Well, I, I figured because it was like the big Instinct thing that they would wait till the end so that all the fans would keep watching all night and the ratings would last. I hadn't even gotten my bearings by the time they came out. Like I was still just so, I was like filled with wonder. I was like a kid again. I was looking around at everything. And from someone who is fascinated by concerts and touring and production, and I have a theater degree, and I was fascinated watching it in the audience because I got to see all the behind the scenes goings on. Like when Olivia Rodrigo did her performance, First of all, I've never even looked into Olivia Rodrigo. Like I've heard the few big songs and everything. And obviously I've heard how much people love her, but I'm definitely, once like this instinct stuff dies down a little bit, like they're not, when they're not releasing like new stuff every five minutes, I'm definitely going to like dive into her albums because I enjoyed her performance. Like I heard people didn't like it live. It was great. I mean, I loved it. I, I, her, um, her nature set, I was like, wow. I was so impressed by that. And then I saw them move that set. I saw them break it down and move it in two seconds. And when you have a theater degree or when you're in school getting one, you have to do all that kind of stuff. Even though my concentration was acting, my full degree is theater. So you have to do every aspect of theater. So I did that kind of stuff, like breaking down a set and moving it really fast and bringing in a different set and making sure it's ready for the next act and all that kind of stuff is fascinating to me. So getting to see that, like from my seat, I was on like the right side 
of that stage that Olivia Rodrigo performed on. I don't know if on TV how it looked, but but there was like the stage that Olivia performed on, there was that stage, and then there was a stage in the middle with like a ramp that connected them. And then there was a third stage on the other side of the venue. Like Shakira performed on all three. She started on the Olivia stage and then she, um, in that box thing, and then she um, went on the ramp to the main stage and then she went on the other, like the the, si- the stage that directly opposed the stage that Olivia was on. Um, well, the one that she like started on with the nature scene. I thought it was beautiful. Like I loved it. I thought... The performances were so good. Shakira was amazing. Like, I've never seen Shakira live before. Seeing her perform live was so cool. She is such a little ball of fire. Like, I know that you can see that when you watch her on TV, but in person, it's just different. I would seriously consider buying Shakira tickets. Like, as long as it's not crazy expensive. Demi Lovato is someone who I've always thought has a great voice, and I've watched her documentaries and stuff, and I watch Cam Brock, obviously. But, like, I've just never been super interested in Demi Lovato. I don't know why. Like, I I thought that Demi was amazing live I was so shook I thought she was great I would consider going to see her I want to listen to more of her music now I I mean she was phenomenal I loved it the the hip-hop tribute oh my god hearing I'll be missing you like that was crazy because that was like such a big part of my when I was growing up with MTV that was so huge like I was so that was when I was I mean I was little with NSYNC but that was when I was like really little and but I remember that and I remember thinking that that whole era of hip-hop was so cool like I couldn't believe that that was happening that was amazing like I loved the performances I was so much more impressed than I thought I was gonna be I did leave early once I heard that NSYNC was not gonna come back out because there were some whispers that they might come back out so um so yeah Nicki Minaj hosted and she came out she was doing her little shtick and I honestly I don't remember a word she said like I it's not that I wasn't paying attention I was just like in like I couldn't believe I was sitting in the venue watching the VMAs and the performance that I had just seen was so good like um Lil Wayne too was great and um I was just shook like I don't even remember a word she said but then all of a sudden she goes all right everybody all right all right everybody (laughs) she was like this is iconic and as soon as she said that I knew that NSYNC was gonna come out I just knew it and I started like like freaking out and um like in a way that I usually don't freak out it was weird like I it was almost like I wasn't in control of my like faculties (laughs) I mean I didn't like pee my pants or anything but I was just like oh my god oh my god what do I do like I don't which nothing just sit there and watch Leah but I just was like oh my god oh my god and then she goes for the first time in like 10 years which girl that is not true but it is the first time in 10 years they were on the VMAs um and she goes in sync and I just couldn't I I just couldn't believe what was I was seeing especially again like I know I probably sound like a broken record but like when I started my series oh my god I'm gonna cry again if you had told me that I would be sitting there at the VMAs and in sync would be that like are you kidding what I couldn't um, like okay so because I was on the side of that one of those like stages I at first when they first came out I could not see them and I was like oh no (laughs) I was like I went through all this to be here and I'm not even gonna freaking see them but then they they moved over a little bit like I could see them kind of there was also a screen so I could see the screen but like at first like like when they first walked out and everyone is screaming I'm like where are they (laughs) I'm like I can't freaking see them trust me again so grateful to even be in the room like not complaining at all but this is why I wanted to be in the pit because I know how if it's a live tv production 
there could have been anything blocking me. There could have been a cameraman blocking me. They could have moved a set that was blocking me. You just never know with these things. So that's why I was nervous and I wanted to get into the pit so bad. It didn't even matter. It was weird. Even though I, I didn't see them, I just like felt their vibe. And I was like, Sync is like very close to me right now for the first time since 2002. So like, I don't care. And then they like moved a little bit and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, it's in sync. Like I just, I was like, that's in sync. Like I, even though I knew, like I knew what I was doing when I was getting ready that day and what I was, what was going to happen. I knew, but it's just, when you finally see them, it's just like, what? It's unbelievable. And they looked so good. And I remember being like, Ooh, they're coordinated. And, um, the funny thing is too, I think I like blacked out because I, I didn't, when I went back and watched it, I didn't, remember like almost anything that they said like when JC goes hello VMAs I don't remember that like I flat out don't remember that (laughs) I don't remember hearing that I don't remember him saying that I don't remember that like I went I was in NSYNC land I couldn't hear I couldn't I couldn't move I don't know what was happening um I would have loved you know how they like film Taylor Swift the whole time? I would have loved if they just filmed me because I'm sure I looked insane. I'm, I can't believe, like, I can't even imagine what I looked like. Um, you know, bleeding, sweating, a mess. Like, I, I mean, God, uh, <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. Um, but I do remember when he, when he was talking about how they won the award, but like, I don't remember them talking about the award. I just remember him going, bye 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 and I was like Joshua he was wearing the glasses by the way that he was wearing when I met him which was weird because I felt like connected or something to him even though that's like a that's probably like an insane thing to say but like I don't know I was just like oh yeah I know those glasses I look at those glasses every day when I look at the photo that I have on my home screen of us together (laughs) that he offered that he offered to take I didn't even have to ask him because he's that much of an angel you guys, they look so beautiful. First of all, I love their outfits. I thought they looked so good. JC especially. I mean, not just because he's my favorite, but I really loved his baby blue suit. He looked, oh my God, he is so hot. It's, we all know this. I don't know why I'm even saying it, but, and I also really love Justin's. I loved how Justin's was kind of like a um, popcorn type of texture and he was wearing that star. <laughs> because in sync and I mean they all look so handsome to me like when they first came out like I said I couldn't see them fully and then they moved a little bit and then I could see them and I was like they all look so hot I thought they were hot when I was a freaking kid and I think they're hotter now now they're like men you know what I mean I mean anyone who's attracted to men you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about okay like they looked so good and honestly like I've had my anti-Justin moments so the fact that I'm finding Justin Timberlake attractive in the year of our lord 2023 that is crossing a line for me but um I, again I it I don't care um it's just I'm so he, he's one fifth of sync. I was just telling Anna this <laughs> I was like yeah he's made mistakes and whatever but like the group forgives him Brittany and Janet are doing great and I mean, I, look, he's still, I, I still have issues with some things there, right? But like he's one fifth of sync. I've done a lot of research. My friend had a personal really good experience with him. Like I, I'm going to talk about this more in the breakup episode, but like I feel like again, I've kind of healed my uh, inner child a little bit because the girl who loved sync loved Justin so much. The girl that didn't know 
about anything post instinct didn't know about a solo career didn't know about Brittany how he treated Brittany how he treated Janet all of that was in the future I didn't know any of that I only knew Justin from NSYNC that in that Justin I adored and I feel like me going back and doing this research and connecting again with like my childhood self that loved NSYNC and lo- loved him like I feel like it healed something in me because I've spent so many years being like resentful of Justin Timberlake and I don't really feel that way anymore it was kind of cool like I was like oh my god am I finding Justin attractive what am I 10 anyway the whole thing was just a lot it, it was amazing so I honestly it's so funny because I was so focused on NSYNC even though I love pop culture I love so many artists I might not like a lot of the contemporary stuff that's on the charts right now but the VMAs brings out all types of people so like of course there's going to be people in there that I love or that I'm interested in seeing I didn't even think about the other celebrities it's so funny like when I was walking to my seat I'm like okay that's Taylor Swift uh <laughs> oh my god okay that's selena gomez okay um J- jared leto's here all right where are his eyebrows i don't know he left them at home um but it was just like i was like oh my god there's like celebrities here like there's celebrities that i've never seen or talked to here before there are celebrities like taylor swift here and i was like how did i not even think of taylor swift that's so funny obviously she would be here she made an album so like she is obviously nominated for every single freaking award except for like best rap video and so of course she's here sitting in the front row and like I don't want to make it sound like I was walking like directly by her or anything I wasn't anywhere near like where celebrities were I wasn't sitting by celebrities or anything like that in fact my whole section was insane k-pop fans except for the girl next to me and her mom who left like immediately after NSYNC which I thought was I was like I love that they're like we saw what we needed to see we're out I respected that but you know I was like well I'm here I might as well watch some more of the show you know but but yeah I was like okay that's Taylor Swift and I thought she looked amazing you guys I've never been interested in Taylor Swift until this year like I just started to become a Swifty so I'm very new to this I don't always like love her red carpet fashion or or anything but like I'm obsessed with her Eras tours outfits like I want every single one of them even the ones that people say oh this one's not that great I love every single outfit like she looks perfect in everything especially all the rhinestones and the glitter but I love that she went in a totally different direction because you know she probably knows everyone's used to seeing her in those very girly sparkly pink purple like baby blue eras types of outfits so she wore this dark reputation inspired look and I loved that dress she looks so hot you guys like oh my god I'm never someone that's like oh my god Taylor Swift is the most gorgeous woman in the world but when I saw her in person I was like damn she looks hot as fuck go off girl I love her now her reaction to NSYNC are you kidding me I didn't see that I was obviously because when they came out I wasn't looking at her when I watched it after I mean obviously like she's us and uh it was just so crazy I was like did I just watch NSYNC present an award to Taylor Swift and Lance gave her bracelets and like I don't know what's happening and like her whole reaction to them and like how she like handled that whole thing and how she hugged them and stuff I was like this is so weird I was like I can't believe I'm seeing this right now this is so crazy like how am I here what happened it was amazing so I stayed and watched um a bunch more of the show and like I said it was great it was a lot better than I expected and even when there was something that I wasn't interested in um I was texting all my friends and freaking out and everything and um by the way a lot of people ask me if I have videos of NSYNC I don't when it's a live 
show you're not supposed to film or take pictures or do anything I wasn't even close enough that I would have been a problem if my flash went off or anything but I was so like I I was like nothing can mess this up for me I literally I fell I'm bleeding I almost broke my ankle again I was sweating to death I could like barely catch my I was like parched I needed my I had my giant thing of water I'm like I do not want to make a mistake I do not want to fuck up I actually did film a little bit of Shakira because like I noticed that once it got like deeper into the show people started pulling out their phones in my section I know they were much more strict because I saw security go after some people but no I didn't film in sync because I just was like I don't what if they just like pull me out you know I don't know like if they think it's going to affect anything obviously whatever like I didn't want anything to mess with my experience and yeah I think that's it I really don't have a lot like from the show because I didn't want to you know I was so happy to freaking be there also I posted on Twitter I'm at the VMAs and here's some tea or whatever you know that you might not have seen which is I guess this did he did end up continuing to do it but um when the nominees like the reading of the nominees started It was so, I loved that part because nothing was happening. It was just the five of them on stage because obviously like the live broadcast is showing the clip package of the nominees. So they are just standing there, right? And I just got to like stare at them. Like I just got to stare at NSYNC standing there. And um, Joshton is real, which I say all the time and I will continue to say it. Um, Did you guys see my post about how... um, the glasses that Justin wore at the Jets game that he went to the day before the VMAs are the same glasses that JC wore the day after the VMAs like they're sharing stuff again until I got involved with the fandom I didn't see like the posts about how many times they've shared clothes and accessories which I think is so cute and by the way somebody asked me this like (laughs) when I say Justin is real I'm being facetious in the sense that I don't actually think that they like have ever been together together I have no problem with that trust me I would I would be very happy about that that would be fine with me but I don't seriously think they dated or hooked up or anything like that I think that JC sees Justin as a little brother he's what is he four or five years older than him I can't remember four no five he's five years older than him like he met him when he was like literally such a little kid like I just don't see that even if they you know certain rumors are true and maybe they are into guys or what I don't know all like all the rumors I don't even pay attention to that stuff when I say Joshton is real I mean like that they love each other so much and like they knew each other before any of NSYNC knew each other and they have this bond and like they kept in touch and that's why Justin called JC when he got the call from Chris about the group and he said we could do this together like I just think their friendship is so cute I think their friendship is so cute so when I say Justin is real I mean it more on like a brotherly love type of level like I just feel like yes all five of them have a bond but I feel like Justin and JC have like a deeper bond because they knew each other first and they did Mickey Mouse Club together and stuff and Justin was so young and impressionable and he met JC and he looked up to him so much like I talked about all this in my first JC episode but like I just Justin is real like I love them um I just love that they still share accessories like I can't deal with the fact that they are still sharing their shit it's so cute oh my god okay so when they started reading the nominees JC like put his arm on 
Justin's shoulder and was leaning on him through the whole thing and it's funny because even though I don't think that they've ever like been a couple it it was very couple like like it was you know how sometimes you like when you're with someone you absent-mindedly just like start you know rubbing their back or rubbing their leg or you put your arm around them and you're not you didn't say to yourself in your mind like now I'm going to put my arm around my fiance but you just do it because you're comfortable with them like that's what it was giving it was giving a bond it was giving a lifelong connection it was giving Josh and his real it was the best it was the best moment in the history of the universe and then the other thing that you guys didn't see was that when they were leaving the stage JC stayed just a little longer than the rest of them he wasn't like you know lingering that long but it kind of reminded me of the last time they performed and the baby 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 like that whole thing because I feel like he just lingered he just went on a little bit longer and that is one thing that makes me wonder why he doesn't put out more music on his own because it just seems like every time they do something he enjoys it so much and he has so many like genuine smiles and stuff and obviously he's not really in control of what all five of them do as a group that's up to all five of them but even as a solo artist I don't know like he just he made sure to lean over and grab the hands of a bunch of fans another reason why I wanted to be in that damn pit you guys are so lucky but yeah he leaned over and grabbed a bunch of fans hands and the rest of the guys were already like moving but he was he's just I love him then I went and took a picture with the moon man statue that I posted and um I took like a red carpet picture the celebrities had the pink carpet but there was like another like little red carpet area where anybody could take a picture if they wanted so I I took that and then I uh oh I, I totally okay this is so weird during the show I received some more tips and info from sources and at first there was one specifically that when I heard it I thought it can't be true because it's such a big deal that I was like it it and I really can't say anything about it because I also it's not just that I don't want my sources to be upset with me although that is important because I also have gotten more sources now because they've seen like I literally had two people tell me secret information they both said almost the exact same thing it was so funny they both were like I'm only telling you this because I've seen how respectful you are of sources I've seen your posts and I was like, that is so awesome. Like, that is why I try to have integrity. Like, I love when people notice, you know? Like, I love when people give me credit for stuff like that because sometimes you feel like nobody is, like, noticing, you know? It's not just that, though. I also don't want to, like, blow anything that the guys are planning that's going to be a surprise, you know? So if this one thing is true, you guys, everyone's going to die. And I don't just mean us. I mean, it's going to be a, a bigger thing than just us. But that's all I'm going to say. But, um... Okay, so here's what happened. So I was trying to exit the venue and I heard somebody so loud, a man go, Chris! And I turned and it was Chris. It was Chris. It was Christopher Allen Kirkpatrick, founder of NSYNC. And I only saw him for like two seconds. There was no way I could have stopped him to say hi or say I love you and I can't believe that I'm here seeing you guys. I wish, but there was no way. It was, it was gone in a flash and I posted that on my Instagram story because I had ended up kind of like in an area because remember how I said when I when I had when I was trying to get into the venue they wouldn't let me through and I had to walk really far and I fell and all that stuff by later on in the show because I did leave before the end I was in so much pain because like I said I had fallen I had cuts and scrapes 
I my ankle was starting to get a little sore from being in these heels. I gotta figure out what what brand of heel did I wear to the Magic Castle because I still have those heels. I bought them specifically for that night. I have to buy more of those. I love you, Jessica, but I'm sorry. Those heels were were like tennis shoes compared to the Jessica heels. Like they were really hurting me. Like even if it wasn't, even if I hadn't fallen and had cuts and bruises, like I would have been in pain because of just the shoes. So, you know, you don't want to start your night off like walking far in those types of shoes because it just makes you like sore. And so I was really like nervous because the area around the venue, if anyone is from, I mean, I know a lot of you are like international and everything. Newark, New Jersey is part of the reason why New Jersey has somewhat of a bad reputation because it's where the main major airport in New Jersey is. And so people land there and they're like, ew, this is like a very industrial, like smokestacks bellowing out smoke and it smells and there's like a high crime rate. I mean, there's some areas of Newark that are like a little better, but there's a very high crime rate in Newark. Like it is a dangerous place. And as a woman alone, I was nervous to walk that far around the venue because at the beginning of the show, it was still light out, but being a woman alone, it's dark, especially when you're all dressed up. Men are so disgusting. Any woman knows what I'm talking about. Any woman who's listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. I was honestly a little nervous because I was in so much pain. I was like, if somebody tries anything with me, I can't run. It's, it's horrible that we as women have to think that way, right? But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be as polite as possible, but I'm going to basically insist that they let me just pass through, pass by the VIP. Like, I don't, I'm not going to do anything. Just please let me get to my car so easily. It's right there. So all the male cops were like, no. And then I just kept trying because there were so many different cops. And then a woman, like I explained to her basically what I just said. And she was like, okay. Um, she was like, you can go, you can go. Don't worry about it. I was like, thank you. Like, of course, a woman understands it. We need more women <laughs> on the police force and in the security realm. Okay, because they they can help other women. Men don't understand as much. And then there was like another checkpoint and they wouldn't let me through. I'm like, at this point, do you think I'm trying to like sneak into the back of the venue or something? Like I just came out of the front of the venue. I want to go home. I just want to go to my car you know whatever and I get that again I have a lot of privilege that I can even say this to the police and I was just I was being as kind as possible I was like listen I was like look like I showed them I'm like look I have these cuts like I fell I was like I'm coming out of the show and I think one of them thought I was drunk but I literally hadn't had a, a sip of alcohol I was just couldn't believe my life I was in like a state of bliss because of sync, but I was also in pain and I just really wanted to get to my car and I really didn't want to walk far alone in the dark in this very dangerous city I posted this on my story but it just seems so more epic when the VMAs were at like the Metropolitan Opera House. When they were at Lincoln Center, Lincoln Center is so nice. And even though New York City has a high crime rate as well, if you're right around Lincoln Center, it's not bad right there. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's Lincoln Center. It's very nice. If you've been there, you know what I mean. And even if it was at like Madison Square Garden, you know what I mean? Or something like that, which is like not as nice as Lincoln Center, but you know what I mean? Like it just feels more appropriate for the VMAs. It's just so funny that they're in Newark, New Jersey. Like, it's just so funny. But also not funny because I was like kind of nervous. I don't walk by myself at night in even like in nice towns. Like I live in a really nice town and I don't, can't remember the last, I don't, I don't think I've ever walked alone. I've walked at night with other girls with me, but not alone. Like I don't, you, you know, when you're a woman, you can't take risks like this. It's sad. I wish that was not the way the world was. And so yeah, the woman let me through, but a man wouldn't. And I was just like, so mad. I was just like, this is so not right. There's no reason for this. I'm not trying to do anything. I was like, you can search me. And he's like, he's like, it's not like that or whatever. He was so 
rude and I was just like oh my god so that's when I heard the Chris thing happened because I because that woman had allowed me to go into a place that I guess I technically wasn't supposed to be but she just like trusted me and believed me that I wasn't trying to con my way into the backstage area if I'm literally like <laughs> have cuts all over me so yeah that's when the Chris thing happened but then I listened to the interview with Chris from the next morning and he said that they all in sync left right after their appearance. So I'm wondering if he's lying because they were working on some secret thing backstage, which doesn't make sense because that's not really the time to like work on something like the VMAs, any award show is like a celebration, a party. I mean, a lot of people network at award shows, but not people like in sync, not people that are already established stars, you know? So I'm like, maybe I was mistaken and it just looked like Chris, but he was wearing the same color. He was wearing the gray and he looked just like Chris. I mean, I don't like, maybe it was a decoy. Maybe they had a decoy in uh, sync and I, and I saw him. I mean, I don't know. If it was just me seeing Chris, I'm like, okay, I was in La La Land. Maybe I just thought it was Chris because I'm just have in sync on the brain. But this other man, this other like fan that was excited yelled, Chris! So that's why I thought it was, and I'm like, maybe it wasn't Chris, but he looked like Chris and that other guy thought it was Chris. So he yelled Chris and that made my brain say, oh, that's Chris Kirkpatrick. I don't know, but I'm like, is that part of the tea? Because I got a tip about something that is happening in the future that is kind of connected to the VMAs. And I'm like, maybe he wants us to think they left right after, but they didn't. I don't know. That might sound far-fetched, but you guys, if you knew what I knew, like if you knew what what this source told me, you would flip. You wouldn't believe it. Like you really wouldn't believe it. And honestly, if it wasn't from the fact that I really trust the person who told me and I know that that person trusts the source that they got it from I flat out would just like wouldn't believe it but now that I think like now that I've had time to think about it more I'm like okay I think it I think I don't know you guys it's crazy I'm not even gonna give any hints because I don't I don't know but but yeah I thought that was really funny because because I I swear that I saw him but he said they left right after and I stayed for a while I didn't stay for that long so then I'm like maybe he just was speaking off the cuff and he made it sat heat like to him it seemed like they left right after but you know, they probably stayed and mingled and saw some people and, you know, hung out in some dressing rooms or something. Or maybe he was like behind them. I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird, weird, weird. And I just, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that at all. So, but I've already been talking for way too long. This, I can't believe how long I've been recording. Typical. But that is it for tonight. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I know this was a long one and I love you guys. Thank you again for uh, being my listeners and for helping this podcast do well because, again, I really don't think that I would have met JC and seen that show and went to the VMAs without this podcast existing. And thank you so much for making this JC series successful and all my previous stuff as well. Whatever time you came on board to uh, this podcast, I appreciate you and I love you so Uh, Let me know what you thought of this episode. Let me know uh, if you agree with all my opinions here. And uh, can we please start calling Chris and Lance Chance? Like, I really want to spread that around. So can you guys please do that? And uh, yeah, InSync forever. Bye, guys. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capria Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessicast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessicast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.